Over the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to answer your four-year-old's question when they ask, what is that? And point to your contraceptive and your antidepressant medication. And welcome back to Sitting in the Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in the car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And let's read out this question in a little more detail. Um, I have two little ones, a four and a half year old and a two year old. I have answered all the questions so far about periods and bodies and babies and death and all sorts in an honest and age appropriate and shame free way. Then my four year old asked me about the pills on my bedside locker, which were antidepressants and contraceptive. And I was actually stumped. I didn't know what to say. Any advice? So my answer to this question comes from the growth pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. You will remember probably that there are three pillars to the Evolved Family Method, growth, kindness, and courage. And we're looking at the growth pillar today. And the growth pillar is always about um, making sure that this type of learning, which is all about being human and having a body and a sexuality, um, can happen for every age and stage of development. So um, it makes conversations easier by simplifying complex topics and um, it allows us to layer on little bits of information that um, build up and increase over time so that our child doesn't get just wham bam thank you ma'am hit with one conversation out of the blue when they're 12. So what you may do if you have an experience like this you get a question like this from a four year a half and four and a half year old or actually a child of sort of any age really is you might feel really unsure about what to say and um, you might either just choose to give them really minimal information like those are tablets or you might say those aren't for kids and both those things sort of just tend to stonewall the opportunity to build and layer more information on for our child as they're growing older and you know what it makes sense that that's the way you would deal with it because we haven't been modeled to us probably almost definitely not when we were growing up anyway open conversations about contraception um, and mental health because mental health particularly there's a lot of stigma and shame around that and contraception it would be considered to be like a private thing that you don't really talk about but um, you and I both know that the parenting relationship is not the same as other relationships right there are way less barriers to privacy when we are parenting children just ask anyone who has had their two-year-old walk in on them when they're sitting on the toilet doing a big poo there is no privacy in parenting zero almost zero anyway so what I've discovered from doing this work for a while now is that when a question like this comes up and a parent um, gives very minimum information, uh, that's a sign that the courageous but tongue-tied parenting effect has come into play. And so this effect causes parents or other adults raising kids to feel like um, really unsure about whether they're doing the right thing, first of all. We might feel protective of our child. We don't want to get it wrong. We want to make sure we can help them um, at an age-appropriate level, absolutely. Um, you might also feel a bit worried that your kid might think, if they start learning about contraception, that babies aren't welcome. And maybe they might look at their younger sibling in a way like, what, did we not want a baby? Um, if we're talking about contraception in a way to stop having babies. So there are lots of feelings and worries that come up in situations like this if the courageous tongue-tied parenting effect is happening. And like I say multiple times every episode, it makes 
absolute sense that we would react this way, we would feel this way, because we've probably had, if your age is something like mine, decades of time to absorb the stigma and silence and shame habits around conversations related to mental health or contraception. So in this episode, let's have a look at how to answer questions about the contraceptive pill or antidepressants when a young child around four and a half asks you in a way that helps develop um, connection, nurtures connection with them and um, gives them foundational information that is going to make conversations later on in their life so much easier. And that way you'll go from feeling like a courageous but tongue-tied parent to building your evolved communicating family. Point number one, children, young children have a scientist mind, which basically means they are coming into every interaction that we have or any question that they might ask us with sort of like a blank slate. There is no you know, preconceived ideas about this question that they're asking is sort of wrong or taboo. They are purely just seeking information, just like a good scientist would when they are conducting an experiment. So remember that um, information, all information is neutral. Information is just information. It's the judgments that we place on it that can make it difficult to hear or listen to or um, give us emotional reactions. So um, you and I have years and years of judgments and prejudice and um, sort of a skewed way of looking at things that our children will just say, there is a small white tablet or there is an interesting looking colorful thing. What is that about? So we don't need to be protecting our children from the information, but it's way more about how we um, notice what our judgments are, what our shame buttons are, what our prejudices are around particular experiences that life has thrown up at us. Point number two, look at your own programming with compassion and care. This is not about beating ourselves up about the fact that, oh my goodness, I've um, taken on all the stigma and shame about mental health. It's so much more about appreciating that we have had experiences that have taught us that it might be difficult and shameful to talk about mental health issues. And one way to go about looking at those prejudices and um, maybe stigma that we've taken on will be to consider that if on our bedside locker there had been um, some paracetamol, for example, so like medicine you would take if you have a bit of a headache and our child asked us what was that, how would we um, answer that question differently. We may still say it's tablets, but if we're in the business of giving our children information about the world to help them understand how it works, then we might say something like, oh, that's medicine for if uh, we have a headache. Um, sometimes it can help us um, feel less pain so we can sleep more easily. Or if you have given your child some sort of paracetamol as a child, you can say, well, you know, that bottle of pink mixture, like when my kids were small, it was called Calpol and it was pink. Um, well, that little tablet there is the same medicine as what you get sometimes and say if your teeth are sore. I use that sometimes if I've got a sore head. Point number three, we can use analogies that children understand. So uh, remember that this question is about antidepressants and the contraceptive pill. So let's take them two, two separately. 
let's start off with antidepressants. So what's an analogy that children can understand about other parts of the body that can get hurt or is not functioning very well so they need a bit of support? Maybe your child uh, knows what happens when someone breaks a bone, for example. Maybe one of their friends broke their arm or a cousin broke an ankle. Your child might know that, well, when we break a bone, we put it in plaster so that the bone can, you know, be held firmly so it can join together. And then when the plaster comes off, the bone is strong again and off we go. And we can say, well, you know, in the same way that we have to treat bones in a special way, if they got broken or they're not working very well, sometimes we need to treat brains in a special way if um, they're not working very well for some reason. And that special tablet there is to help my brain um, to make sure it has all the special chemicals at, in the right levels so that it can get up and do things that it needs to do every single day and um, I can have enough energy to go to work and then play chasey with you once I pick you up from childcare or whatever it is, right? So we've used a broken bone and a plaster to use as an analogy for how um, antidepressants can help our brains stay busy and with enough energy to do everything we need to do each day. There's no stigma. There's no shame about that. It just is what it is. Um, and then let's think about the um, contraceptive pill analogy. So I was thinking about this and I chose to use the analogy of a car. Let's see where we go with this. Maybe this won't work for you, but I could sort of see how it would work for me. So imagine we live in Dublin. I live in Dublin and um, I need to drive to Kilkenny or whatever town is relevant to your family. Um, in my family, actually, it was to go to Wexford because when our kids were small, we went to Wexford a lot. So. Imagine that um, I'm getting the car ready to go to Wexford and one of the things I need to put in the car so it has enough energy to get there is petrol. Uh, whereas if I try and drive to Wexford without petrol, we won't get there and it'll be really difficult and um, we would, it would take us a really long time and we'd have to carry all our luggage in our hands because our car would only get halfway and we would need to walk the rest of the way to Wexford, right? So in the same way, when we grow a new human, we need lots of energy to do that special sorts of energy. And sometimes um, the person who has a uterus, they don't have enough energy to grow a new human and it might take them a long time to get that energy ready. And so what they do is they take a little tablet to make sure that no egg um, comes out of the ovary um, so that no baby can start growing because all babies need an egg to start growing. And if we make sure there's no egg there, then the baby won't grow. And that's really good because then we have time to get our body nice and healthy and strong so that when we do eventually want to grow a baby, um, it's much easier for us and we have lots of energy to spare. I don't know if that analogy works for you, but it feels really nice for me. It's like, oh yeah, okay, I understand about car journeys and how we need energy for that. So we're using that parallel for the contraceptive pill. Um, and you and I both know, right, that there is so much more complexity to it than that, but um, that's okay. Remember, we're layering. We don't have to say everything in the first conversation we ever have about contraception. This is about getting our nervous system used to having these chats. It's about um, our child knowing that there's lots of interesting stuff that goes into making a new human and we need all the right things to, to line up. Um, there's no talk there of, 
you know, assisted reproduction. You could have a conversation about with a four and a half year old about that, but that's not what this conversation is about. We're just choosing one tiny little part of um, how to make new humans to have this conversation. So you've just heard how to answer questions about contraceptive pills and antidepressants when your four and a half year old answers. But um, this information doesn't do you much good if you consider that there are over 500 topics related to sensitive things to do with the body, sexuality, babies, all the things, um, health, um, that we could be having that layer on conversations and information and all that stigma busting wonderfulness in our family. So if you would like to learn um, the complete growth pillar inside the Evolve Family Method, which I teach inside the Evolve School, then um, click the link somewhere around this video to uh, leave your details and I will do all the rest and let you know when the school is open again for enrollment. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. Itchy nose. Arr. Okay, let's do it.